0: Hello and welcome to the next episode of If My Feet Could Talk. From what I've been hearing, you've all enjoyed my recent podcast, which is fantastic. Now, my next guest is not only one of my favourite bloggers, but an ultra runner and an age group GBI international triathlete. Apart from that, she's a bloody fabulous human being. So I've been looking forward to making this episode. Hope you enjoy. Hello.
1: Good morning. How are you?
0: Well, it's afternoon now, Sarah.
1: <laughs> oh, dear. Lockdown has <laughs> clearly got to me.
0: <laughs> How's it going?
1: I'm fine. I'm all good. Had a group ride this morning, but not done a run yet. How about
0: you? I'm all well. Is your family okay? All well?
1: Yeah, everybody's surviving, even surviving my cooking, which is something which is uh, quite, a, quite an achievement, really.
0: <laughs> you know, the... Lockdown's managed to teach people a lot of things about their family, I find. That's true, that is true. So, um, welcome to the podcast, Sarah. It's nice having you on. I've been looking forward to this, uh, especially as you're the only person I know to actually get lost on a Swift cycling ride with your mates. It's unbelievable. If if you don't know, ladies and gentlemen, Swift is a virtual software program you can run to on your treadmill or cycle uh, with friends. And Sarah's managed to get herself lost on it, didn't you, the other day?
1: I did. Unfortunately, you don't get a badge for that, um, which I'm a little bit disappointed about. because I do feel it's um, quite an achievement, um, although probably not one I would brag about.
0: <laughs> it raised a smile with a lot of people. And, and, and during this sort of period, I think raising smiles, raising laughter is... Very, very well needed uh, across the board. I think so. Thank you for that. That cheered me up. Anyway, so tell thank everyone, <laughs> tell everyone a little bit about yourself.
1: Okay, um, I got into running about ten years ago because um, I used to be quite a lot bigger, about five stone bigger. Heavy smoker. Um, got some photographs done with a friend and realised I took up most of the frame. Um, so I decided it was time to lose a few pounds and then got into running off the back of that um, because I wanted to keep the weight off. Um, as a result of that, got into triathlon eventually after borrowing a bike and some goggles and some bike shoes off a friend, um, and it's all kind of gone from there to be honest.
0: Excellent. So, what year did you start start running?
1: I started running at thirty, so that would be about my, La- last, week, my last week then. Last week was it? <laughs> about, oh yeah, <laughs> about two thousand and ten, I think.
0: 2010 and you mentioned you 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 saw a picture of yourself and thought now's the time to do something about it what what was it that really was it because you looked unhealthy did you just didn't like what you saw what was it that really changed changed your mindset on how you were
1: thanks for the question um it wasn't so much that it was a nice happy photo with one of my friends It was just she had one third of the photograph, and I had about two (laughs) thirds. So it was um, the fact that just how wide I was, how much of that photo I was taking up, was a little bit of shock to my ego. I think.
0: Sorry about that. (laughs) I got a phone call. (laughs) It it cut us off. I do apologise. No worries. So um, yeah, so your your friend took up one third of the photograph and you felt you took up two thirds of the photograph
1: i did indeed um there was quite i was uh taking up a more significant proportion of the photograph and considering we both paid to have some nice happy photos taken i felt it was getting a better deal than she was
0: <laughs> so um how did you how did you feel when you first took up running what was, what was your emotions and feelings when when you prior to taking those first steps out the front door or and and at the end
1: oh god it's so hard running is so hard i found that since with hindsight i found that if you can run for six months stick it out for six months then you've cracked it but you don't realize that when you start and i started running on a treadmill um because i you know outside oh my god dogs weather potholes you know muggers um, so I was like, right, I'm sticking to the treadmill. I know what to expect. I'll set it for 10 minutes and just go. And But when I finally ventured outside, what a revelation. No dog attacks, didn't fall over then. Um, and I haven't looked back since.
0: So if you were to go back in time and see younger Sarah. Um,
1: oh, what are you saying? Looking
0: at, <laughs> look at, looking at that photo for the first time and going, I need to go for a run. What would your what would your advice be to her?
1: Um,
0: now you know. Now you know what
1: you, you know now. <laughs> don't do it in a cotton t-shirt, um, <laughs> and get some trainers. Um, it's really daunting. Cause trainers are so expensive, but when you first set out, you don't want to spend a fortune on trainers. But oh my goodness, it's so worth it. It saves you from sore knees, sore ankles. So just get some trainers that you can run in. It makes a real difference.
0: So moving on. Um, obviously, you you ran a few more miles and stuff like that. When was your first marathon? Because you've done quite a few now. Um, when when was your first marathon, and which has been your favourite and why?
1: Okay, the first marathon was in 2012, and it was the Liverpool Marathon. And it was a it was a surprise entry. Um, it was a Christmas present from my parents-in-law. So. Which was that's surprise. I know, but I've been wanting to do one for ages. but I haven't quite, and I've got to like the entry button and pause because I hadn't got the guts to go through with it. So actually, it did propel me into having to do it. Um, favourite one. Oh, I've got so many. Paris was amazing. Um, and I had a friend. I was doing it with a, a group of people from Runners World, and one of them was Alex. And of course, when you're running along. Oh, and it's obviously in France. And they were shouting, Ale, Allé." I thought they were shouting, Alex, Alex. <laughs> so I like, oh, Alex must be here. Kept, it wasn't until the end I was like, oh, OK. Um, but London, I think. Just because the atmosphere, the theme tune as well that we hear on the TV every year, apart from this year,
0: unfortunately. Um, and and, well, the year, and don't, don't forget the UU runners at elf. Right? <laughs> you didn't hear that tune and you moaned about it. So you I... sang. You, you <laughs> lot, as a group, you sang it.
1: Yes, I think we sang it in Mile Twenty Two, um, because that's such an integral part of the London Marathon that tune. It is. But and so we were a little disappointed about not hearing it. So yeah, we did sing
0: it. See, I've I listened to your podcast and I've listened to your blogs. Don't worry, I've paid attention to you. Um, <laughs> so that was your first marathons, and and, and that's progressed on. So uh, tell us about your first ultra back in twenty fourteen. It was the Thames Trot or something like that, wasn't it? how how was it for you how did you feel it went for you
1: um it wasn't you kind of expect when you do your first ultra you kind of expect to be like a marathon but longer but they're a completely different beast in that they usually trail um you don't do the same pace and marathon basically you aim to do the same pace every mile pretty much whereas an ultra it's um however you feel at the time and also when you hit in a marathon you hit a wall whereas in an ultra there's about three or four walls. Um, so you hit those, recover, come back up again. Um, and the Thames Path was incredibly flooded that year. So I think it kind of counts as an aquasalong because there's a bit of running, quite a lot of wading. I don't know if that counts as swim, um, but it was definitely an adventure.
0: Yeah, I mean, I remember my, my first ultra was the wall race up in Carlisle to Newcastle right. uh, in 2012. And that year, Carlisle was underwater. Um, and the you, first 10, 12 miles, you ran through oh. water. So you had no chance of drying out. And it was horrific. It was oh. my my first first DNF and the worst, worst experience of of an ultra ever. Um, oh, it sounds So good. I understand the flooding side of things. It, it sort of screws you up a little bit, doesn't it? When you have to wade through stuff that you weren't expecting and what have you.
1: Absolutely. And you get the blisters that you wouldn't necessarily have gotten if you'd had dry feet, I think
0: yeah well but i think uh blisters is, is is one of those important things for for us as runners anyway isn't it once you work out how to prepare your feet um you sort of tend not to make those mistakes again <laughs> true so you you're now a, a, a very busy working mum a wife and a triathlete as you've already mentioned um how do you f- find managing your training because I, obviously, I follow you on Insta and all that, and I see, see you um, having to go out for your runs and your cycles and stuff like that. But obviously, I know from working watches and, or shift work, as you guys like to call it, it's very difficult, isn't it, to fit around the, everything around your family and work. So how do you manage to do it?
1: Um, I accept that every now and then I'm going to drop a training session. I'm going to end up doing overtime I didn't expect, or there's going to be a school club or some mini crisis Um, so it's basically just go with it life is never perfect it's never that easy if it's that easy you're probably doing something wrong you should probably run a bit harder maybe (laughs) Um, it's just don't beat yourself up if you miss a session you just do do as well as you can and be as consistent as you can Um, and so long as the overall trend is positive you're doing something right
0: so Obviously, I you know I I train round family. Um, so in the past, I, I running used to be when I first started. I used to be dedicated to a training program. I got to go out now. I'll go out now. now. My running's round the p- family first, and then I run um, around them. Do you find that sometimes you're still feeling a little bit guilty, um, even though you're training around work and you're training around family? Do you find you still occasionally feel a bit guilty, even though you've done your best not to interfere with them?
1: Absolutely. Um, I was meant to be training for an Ironman this year, and that involves sort of five, six-hour bike rides, getting out um, for a long time. For a long time. Yeah. Um, that, that's away from the family. Um, where I've tried to get around it is by, if I can, cycle to work. Use that as a part of my training. So I'd be doing, I'd be getting having to commute to work anyway. Um, And trying to fit in sessions, sort of early morning, late at night, where my daughter would be in bed and I'm not necessarily missing out on quality time with her.
0: Yeah, that's that's that's, I think that's the main thing, isn't it? You know, it's just finding those those hours in within the 24 hours because we all have 24 hours um, in a day. um, And it's just those workarounds for everyone. And I find a lot of people use a lot of stuff as an excuse. Um, or I can't, I, I can't do this because of X, Y, and Z. When A's A's still achievable if they actually get out and do it. Um, so yeah, you're you're a policewoman woman, um, and we're in a crazy time being a policewoman. woman. Um, well, I'm not a policewoman, but you are. Um, <laughs> it's a crazy, crazy time for you know. Your, your fellow police officers and obviously all the other frontline staff and everything else. Uh, and we obviously thank you for what you do. And I've always, as you know, I've always thanked you for what you do because you, you, you've had some um, crazy times in the, recently and especially now. But what's the most batshit crazy thing you have seen during your job recently? During the...
1: Oh.
0: Have you come across anyone with some really bad excuses?
1: Um, let me have a think. We have... We do have... Um... Some Interesting, we do have some interesting characters. Um, goodness, I'd have to think about that
0: because <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 can, I, can, I can imagine some of the, the, the stuff when you know you, you would have seen prior when you've gone to the, to, I know, to the one of the football matches to, to cover the, to help cover some of the football matches or when you're riding the train, um, or what have you. But I can imagine some of the stuff you'd probably come across now during this this whole crazy situation uh because uh, i i saw one today which was quite i just stood there I'm, i was i just couldn't believe it but i can imagine you guys see quite a bit of it to be honest
1: what happened to you today what happened what did you see
0: well i was i was doing i was doing my essential shop right And i was stood in the aisle i've just overtaken someone um they're behind me and i've got another person with a trolley uh, to my right. So we're in a sort of triangle situation, two metres apart down this aisle as best he can. And this, I don't know, probably a mature woman, it's about 60, 70 years old, comes round the corner of the aisle with her trolley and just parks her trolley in the middle.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, I can't get past the, the other woman uh, with the trolley. She's waiting for me to get past. The guy behind me is now waiting for me to get past the other woman. And she's 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 stopped. She's put her trolley in the middle of the aisle and then gone over to the side and started yapping on to someone else who's come around the corner looking at the stuff. So I'm politely just standing there and all three of us are looking at each other, you know, obviously just just trying not to, to do anything that we shouldn't. And I'm standing there and she turns around. And she goes, oh, sorry, I... I didn't know which way you were going to go. (laughs) I said, I'm just trying to keep my social distancing. Yeah. Hint, hint. (laughs) Uh, And she went, yeah, I know. It's so hard, isn't it? (laughs) As as she bumped into the woman next to me (laughs) and carried on away. And we just went, oh, my God.
1: Some people just (laughs) don't get it, do they? They
0: just don't get it. No. So, I mean, that's obviously some of the stuff that I've, one of the situations that I've seen this and I can imagine you've seen a lot worse in your job um and going more into your job you've obviously seen some quite sad horrific stuff have you found that your your running and your your cycling and stuff has helped you cope in with that
1: um i find my training is really helpful it's like an off it's like a reset switch rather um so i could have had like a really hard day at work or just a really stressful day and i can come back do an hour's training and it's like a reset switch. It's like that bit's cleared um, and I'm back to back to normal, back to where I should be. It really does help in that in that sense.
0: So resetting yourself when you say you reset yourself, what, what exactly do you mean reset yourself?
1: Put myself back to normal. how I, um, um, if I'm stressed, if I'm pulling my hair out, um, you know you know when you feel tense or worried. And I can go for a run, be out in the countryside, and it really just does make you feel ten times better. Um and it kind of puts me back to what I like to think of as normal Sarah rather than stressed Sarah. Yeah.
0: Does does your does your workplace have like a a really good support network?
1: Um we've I work in a team, I work in a unit, um, and the banter in the office certainly helps you take your mind off the job. Um the <laughs> um I've got a really nice, really good team, um, but it's full of practical jokes, as is um a lot of workplaces, I think. Um somehow the other day we had air horns in the office. Should have should have uh, realised this is probably going to happen. Got got sent off, got went and did some errand, I can't think what I was doing, sorting out PPE for people, uh, you know, the protective equipment for people. Um, came back down and the office was surprisingly quiet, didn't twig at this point, sat in my chair air horn went off the little the the annoying colleague.
0: <laughs> you can swear it's my
1: language um I'd rigged up an air horn under my chair and were literally waiting for me to sit on it the silence was then waiting um and hoping I didn't check under my chair so it's things like that it's a little things. Um,
0: I, 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 <laughs> I, th- I think you're right on that because obviously in the nature of my job we spend a lot of time self-isolating uh, for different reasons, um, and we're forever playing pranks on each other because you, you, we live and sleep twenty-four-seven in the same tin can. Yeah, um, and I remember one of my colleagues as I went back down the mess had cling filmed my entire bed space. I mean, <laughs> everything from the mattress to the curtains, the pillow, the duvet, the whole works was cling filmed. It took me ages to. Uh, <laughs> get that hand done. He used a lot of roles of clear film, let's just say that. So, uh, although it obviously annoyed me, I I found it quite funny because uh, I, I, I do tend to get my own back uh, in just as bad a way. So, I yeah. think you're right that banter in workplaces, it needs to happen full stop, I think, in whatever yeah. workplaces you work in, whether it's an office or not, because otherwise, if you're just constantly focused on your work, it's just, you, you can... Really get stressed and worried, and yep. all the little things. So I think you're right with the, the banter there. And we'll, move, we'll move back back to your to your running now, um and what have you? um What's been the highlight of your running, stroke, triathlon life, and um, what's been your lowest
1: point? Um, I think one of the highlights for me was getting to wear GB kit for triathlon. um I am so proud of that. I can't tell you how proud. I mean, it's an age group thing. So obviously, um, it's I'm racing. It's my age group. I'm not racing like the elites or anything like that. It's, um, it's, so. it's still
0: a GB vest, regardless.
1: <laughs> and I am so over the moon about that. Every time I've got it hung up in my bedroom. So when I don't want to get, it's another tactic I use actually. So when I think, oh god, I don't it's, look at the clock. I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to do the training. And I can see it. It's right in front of me. And I can think, right, crack on. That's what you want. You want to. You want to be able to do that again. Um, and that's. Um, one of the one of the strategies i use so that was a highlight but the one of the low lights was also um the same race was when i raced in austria in valsty where i was meant to be going back this year but obviously it's been cancelled now due to the uh uh covid um situation mm-hmm. um was in that in um, the end of the chart and um, middle distance which is my favorite distance which is a 1.9 kilometer swim and um, about a 56 mile bike 90 kilometers and a 13.1 mile run at the end, so a half marathon at the end. And my low point was that run, and oh my goodness, it was so hot. Right. When you think of Austria, or when I think of Austria being with um my geographical knowledge is appalling. So I think <laughs> alpine, alpine mountains, a little bit chilly, you know, cowbells, you know, um, you know, quite a nice, cool atmosphere, you know, cool weather. Yeah, bit like, yeah. Bit Julie, like-
0: An- <laughs> Julie Andrews singing on the hills.
1: Absolutely um so when I turned up to do my race in Austria, and it was like 28 30 degrees I (laughs) and I don't race well in the heat so one of my race photos from that event is me walking up a hill looking like um I needed to be rescued (laughs) and that was like one of my lowest points in the race I was so pleased to be wearing this kit but oh my goodness this race was so hard um and I think that's probably one of the low low points of my triathlon career oh that's in uh, cycling off um a cliff last year in France no year before in France by mistake because i would had a couple um it wasn't really a low point of search it was just a bit of a mistake we'd um done some hill reps in the sunshine and we had been promised because this is like a two three kilometer hill um, hill. and we've been promised that right that however many hill reps you do this hill this long high hill is the is the if you do um one one rep is one point so I thought oh this sounds really good so I did lots of reps and then cycled home from the pub luckily on very quiet roads and um in France and managed to cycle completely through the hedge and off the oh, <laughs> and town um like a little a little ravine into a field
0: <laughs> oh my so, god
1: yeah yeah luckily I bounced quite well so you know and I probably won't do it again.
0: <laughs> that that sort of sums you up because if people haven't followed sarah uh, or read your blogs you'll find a common theme across uh, a lot of your stories and most of them involve getting lost falling over coming across wildlife oh, um yeah you've got a thing against wildlife no don't um, me
1: i don't, i like wildlife they just don't like me
0: that's that's uh, that's sort of what I'm trying to get. <laughs> you don't have a, a good relationship with all, wildlife, um, especially swans. Um, but your 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 way of life, your the, the, your outlook of life is it doesn't matter if you've fallen over or you get stuck by a swan. You know, you, you've always managed to pick yourself up and get the job done in the end, regardless. <laughs> um, and you have a funny way of doing it, which is, which, is, which is brilliant. Running in that GB vest, you know, that I could only imagine what that looks like. I've never represented my country like that. I've never had the Union Jack slapped on my chest in any sport that I've participated in. It must be one of the greatest feelings of your life, really, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I'm not much of one for selfies, but I did take, I have to admit, I did take quite a few selfies of me wearing the kit. <laughs>
0: I, I would <laughs> I'd practically be sleeping in it every day and then walking into into work wearing it going hi nothing to see here just to let you know nothing to see here <laughs> so what's been the best race that you're, that one aside obviously because it was a bit low but it was also your highlight what's been your best race that you've ever ever felt where you were as strong as your best performance
1: um, oh, I've got so many nice ones to choose. Um, one that I keep going back to is the Truvian, um, which is a half um, iron middle distance triathlon in Rutland, and it's so gorgeous. Um, Swimming Rutland Water, and you cycle like through the, the Rutland Ripple so these the set of three big hills in Rutland, and then the runs around the Rutland Water. It's it's absolutely gorgeous.
0: Um, to where where is Rutland?
1: Um, Leicestershire, um, Leicestershire. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's just absolutely you, stunning. It's really green, really beautiful.
0: So I'm trying to, I'm trying to work out the ge- geography here because you don't live there, do you?
1: No, it's about an hour away. Um, I was
0: going to say, must yeah, because obviously I, I, I see you traveling a lot for various reasons, work and what have you. So try, you know, you're either in London one day or you're in Coventry another day and you're... <laughs> up somewhere so it's very difficult to work out sometimes how close these things are to you (laughs) because you do a lot of darling uh, especially in your line of work um so obviously you mentioned you would have had austria have you got any races still on at the moment
1: i've got a couple that have been rescheduled um and one i've got ride london the hundred which i'm really looking forward to um because last time I did it it was really really wet um so I'm quite looking forward to seeing that route in the dry if, and that's,
0: if is that is is that basically the london mouth in a cycling
1: yeah i think that's a really good way of describing it i think it is you kind of get to see all the sights um yeah it's a bit of a bit of a bit of a special one
0: yeah because you have a, a, have a wave system in that as well is that right i'm sorry when when you start you don't do you all start off at the same time or is there a wave system
1: Oh, it's a wave system because um, I'm not sure how many riders there are, but there are quite a few.
0: Right. Okay. Um. What else you got?
1: Um. My first Ironman. Ironman Barcelona.
0: And what? When's that?
1: That is supposed to be in October, the beginning of October. So yeah. fingers crossed. But I'm not. It's not looking likely at the moment. I don't think.
0: No, I, I've got a funny feeling we're going to lose pretty much. Uh, oh, well, big events we're going to lose all the big events. We may have some of the smaller ones, you know, where you only get like 150 runners or something like that. Um, but yeah, I, I I got a funny feeling we're going to lose all the events this year for 2020. Might as well just right, right off that calendar really, shouldn't we, to be honest, to a certain degree.
1: I, yeah. I finally had all my ducks in a line, all my races planned for perfectly this year. So uh, something had to happen, didn't it?
0: <laughs> so obviously once this is all over and you're, back to fully fitness and you know you're running strong you're swimming strong and all all that sort of stuff if you if money was no object where would you love to race and what race would it be where where in the world
1: oh gosh i'd love to do marathon de sab you're um, no
0: good in the heat you just said that
1: i know but what an experience what, what? an experience of
0: dying in the heat <laughs>
1: <laughs> possibly i know i know it's probably be the worst it'd probably be the hardest experience of my life with the heat but wow imagine that
0: do you know what i i, I look forward to forward to tracking tracking you because you know i love tracking people especially when they excuse me have trackers online and i can imagine all seeing all these trackers all in a line and there's one just <laughs> going off to the right
1: somewhere doing circles uh, on their own doing
0: circles or <laughs> what have you, and I was clicking on it and going, oh, that figures, Sarah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're probably right. That's probably just as well. I can't afford to do it, to be honest, because you're probably right.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, uh, so Mouth into Sarves is, is one you would like to do, obviously. Uh, is there any others? Is oh, there a bucket my...
1: list? Um, there's quite a few. I'd like to do Comrades. That would be really cool.
0: Yeah. Both um, ways or just, just do it once?
1: Well, I'd either have to do it uphill. Yeah. I think. But you kind of, you not you get to keep your number? Um, I think if you do it both ways, I think you get to keep the same number. Is yeah, that right? I think I'm so. am not sure. You get a different colour number, I think.
0: Yeah, not I think so. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure on that, but I know I know a few people who run both both ways. I'll have to ask them on that one. Get back to you on that one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Marathon de Madoc, of course. I've done the English version, Bacchus.
0: That's um, the wine drinking one, isn't it?
1: It is, it is. You
0: You didn't have a good time there, as far as I remember, right? You were dressed up as a nun or something, weren't you?
1: Oh, um, this year was quite... I found it quite hard. I think I kind of... They put a time limit on it this year, so I felt like I had to drink the wine really quickly, whereas last time I found taking my time. So I don't think that probably helped. Um, yeah, I've dressed... I, what was I this year? I think I was a pirate this year. I've been a pirate before. Oh, that's I'm right. That's right, pirate, yeah. Yeah, police officer, Ghostbuster... Um, Oh, I can't remember what else I've been. I've been all sorts of things. I think I've been a superhero as well.
0: But not so, so you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not scared of dressing up in a costume.
1: No, you've just got to embrace the chafe.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I found that out the other day when I I ran. I thought I'd do something nice for the children and my local community. So I I, I don't know if you saw, but I ran round my local area. Did five miles of running around like an idiot tr- with an inflatable. Uh, dinosaur. That looks like I'm riding a dinosaur. Not the one where you're fully inside the dinosaur. <laughs> I... But it looks like I'm riding it. Now, schoolboy era, I didn't have any leggings <laughs> on. And the back of my right knee, heavily changed. I mean, it's it's still... Bear in mind, this is like... It's almost a month ago now. I've still got scabs Out. from it. You did <laughs> look brilliant, it's taken though. me along. You looked
1: absolutely brilliant. I love the photos on Instagram.
0: They, uh... They loved it round here, and that was the main thing. So the chafing was absolutely worth it. But I thought it was so awkward to run in as well. I thought I would never do a marathon in this because <laughs> I couldn't get I couldn't get the stride on. <laughs> so those that run in dinosaur uh, dinosaur full dinosaur costumes, and those that run in the rhinos that you see at London and stuff like that, my hat was tipped to them <laughs> that day. I can tell you, wow, it was a, it was a <laughs> red <laughs> – but I've got a plan of doing something similar. If this thing get, carries on for a bit longer, I might do another Ooh. one with a different costume next time. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe an inflatable chicken. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> that. that sounds brilliant. Uh, so, um, where are we? All right. So, let's, let's, let's go to back to this wildlife situation. All right. You and this wildlife. What is it? with you in the wild life. why why do you feel they don't like you it's so much?
1: just geese and swans really well i have been chased by sheep as well i suppose i don't know i'm just assuming i look like bread to them or food or something because every time i go on the canal path and there's a swan or a goose it chases me i don't i just i don't know why i don't know why cats love me dogs love me geese want to eat me
0: well geese are quite can be quite vicious they're a bloody good guard dog we used to have geese in my family years ago back in my parents place and they can actually do some damage to you if they if they didn't like you i i, I agree with that one but swans i don't know what it is about swans they're, they're not as bad as geese um but they they can be protective of their their little breed if they're on a canal path uh, I, can, I can imagine that but i don't think they think you're bread my dear
1: i don't know they just <laughs> want to eat me they just want to eat me <laughs>
0: Oh dear. So what do you think your uh, is your is your daughter uh, a bit of a runner now? Is she does she do any runs with you when you ask?
1: She husband? does a few. Um she's we've done junior park run a few times. Um but the levels of moaning are quite incredible. Um
0: how old is she again? She must be I think she's the same age as my boy and she's she must that's like it. Yeah, my... she's
1: ten years old. Um loves her bike, yeah. absolutely loves bike, loves swimming. Uh, but running, oh my goodness! Can we stop? Can we sit down? I want to look at that leaf. I want to look at that stone. Is it nearly home time yet? Where's the ice cream? That's all. It's a constant. It's a constant litany of those, just round and round.
0: Yeah, and and your husband runs. He, I, I remember. Um, I think that's how I got to sort of know you was through your blog. He you did a blog on uh, Hope Twenty Four back in twenty sixteen. I like to think it was um And then I saw you again at the Hope the year after. You did a lap with your yes, husband, uh, if I remember, in 2017. Mm-hmm. So, um is your husband getting out much for running during this period, or is it just sort of, is he, is he sort of sat down, and sort of went, nah, I'm going to make the most of being indoors? <laughs>
1: well, I think he's probably doing more running than me at the moment, because um, I'm doing a lot on um, Zwift. Zwift has been in my new find this lockdown. Um, but he's still, yeah, he's still getting out there. Um, he's been running for about 10 years more than me. So he's a bit cross when I overtook him, um, sort of in terms of speed. Uh, but I think he's got over it now.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. You think? <laughs> <laughs> he, he's a man. He probably ah. hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so has he got any races planned in? Or oh, did he have any races planned in?
1: Um, we do a lot of the local ones. We've got um, an events coming here, Big Bear Events. Which do six hour ultras? So try to see how far I can get in on a lapped course in six hours. Um, so we had a couple of mm-hmm. those booked in, um, but unfortunately, they're not obviously no events going ahead at the moment. So we'll just have to wait and see.
0: Excellent. Um, and it's a slight change of tack. Um, obviously, you've been uh, vegan now, hasn't it, for the last couple That's of years? Right, Is yeah. that right? So what? What made you change? because I I know for I, if I remember right it wasn't down to the animal side of things it was more down to the actual diet side of things what so what made you want to change your and how have you found it is there stuff that you sort of uh would think actually that's not that good but it works for me what tell us a bit more about your findings okay. of it
1: um I i started started it all off because my little sister dared me to do veganuary which is january as a vegan um and everybody knows you can't let your younger siblings win at anything so i did that with her for a month um and actually i found my recovery was much quicker when i did my training so i stuck at it um so i do like animals apart from obviously geese but um it was really down for me it was down to the training and the recovery side of it because my body seemed to respond much better on a vegan lifestyle um it, I found it really hard the first couple of weeks particularly because um just having to check labels constantly and I had to learn to cook so I had to learn to cook curries and things that didn't have any animal products in. and everyone that knows me knows I'm a pretty appalling cook so I <laughs> uh, managed to not poison myself too badly um, and I've got a few few curries that I've added to my repertoire. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. But the hardest thing has been eating out. So trying to find vegan options when you eat out.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, you're, you're like me. You love cheese. Yeah. Um, and that must have been quite difficult because I've, 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 I've looked at vegan cheese. I'm not a vegan myself, um, but I've looked at vegan cheese because I like, I do like to try new things i like to look you know so i can have an opinion on it i've not found a vegan cheese that actually i go i like that i actually quite like that
1: i agree it's just not the same um that was the one thing and i'm glad i
0: i'm glad you yeah i'm glad you i'm glad you said that because you know you talk to most vegans and and obviously you've got two types you've got a vegan like yourself who doesn't bang on about it um you you do your stuff you use it for your own reasons and you oh or if you find a nice vegan cheese you, you mention it but you get the ones that do bang on about and if you mention oh it's you know it's not the same they you get sort of hammered in a way <laughs> and it's, it's sort of like off putting but vegan cheese i think that's the only sort of thing i haven't found in a you know I, I do have the vegan meals i do have the vegetarian meals when i'm out not all the time but i like to mix it up a bit um and vegan cheese is one thing i cannot find (laughs) yet like i go that tastes nice i'm sorry it doesn't
1: i agree the bio life um is quite good but it's i've not found a blue cheese that's anywhere similar it's just not blue cheese yeah yeah.
0: so if if there was one bit of non-vegan food you would revert just have as a as a naughty treat uh would it be be cheese
1: it'd be blue cheese specifically i think
0: Because there's some nice vegan cakes out there, right? I've had vegan cakes, and there's some nice vegan cakes. So you you can get away with having a vegan cake after a run. Cheese, I think, yeah.
1: (laughs) I agree. I agree.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So if you were, obviously, if I was to go vegan, right, what would be your word of advice for me to look at going vegan?
1: Um get some good curry recipes because curry sees me through i i was even when i first when i first um, went vegan i was having it for breakfast just the just the absolute um joy of being able to eat curry for every meal i think my husband must have hated it because i probably um i was probably a bit smug about eating curry for every meal um but oh yeah it was um <laughs> yeah <laughs> find some good curry recipes
0: okay um and when you go on to your you go you go away on your training camps um is, is there vegan food prepped for you already so you don't have to worry about that side of things? Or or is that another issue that you have to contend uh, with? It's,
1: um, self, my, the one I preferred, uh, Les Stable's, is the one I go to in France. And it's self-catering, thank goodness. Um, but I, a lot of my curries are lentil-based. And the only ones I could find over there were the um, poi lentils. and I, <laughs> I, Rather than the red ones, which is the ones I use over here. And i returned from the holiday having had them for like every meal. And, being, and I haven't been able to face them since.
0: <laughs> so yeah so it could be it could still be quite a difficult thing even when you go away self-catering you you know find what you need yeah. out there yeah
1: it's a bit hit and sometimes
0: okay so triathlete right cycling swimming running what's your favorite
1: it depends on whatever I'm not doing at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm running, I'm thinking, it's oh, not- I wish I could be in a nice, cool pool. And then I'm, down, I'm like, oh, it'd be really nice to get off this and like, actually get up and go for a run. Or, yeah, and swimming, it'd be like I'd rather be doing anything else rather than like swimming through fish poo. Um, but no, really, genuinely, I do actually like all three. Um, but I do quite like bike ride because running, I love it, but I tend to run around a circle. But cycling, I cycle to a cake shop and then come home again. So there's always like an incentive, absolutely. Good.
0: So did, would you say cycling is your strongest? Probably running
1: still It's probably my best. Yeah. Running still? Yeah.
0: And why is that? Why do you feel running's like your strongest? How, how uh, because
1: I think I've got an endurance engine rather than um, a sprint. I'm not really a sprinter. Um, and at the end of a triathlon...
0: So you're more, diesel, more a diesel absolutely, car. Exactly,
1: exactly that. So at the end of the triathlon, when everybody's put their miles in, and they're struggling on the run, I tend to be able to keep going on the run.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Um, is there
0: a triathlon event or Ironman event? Obviously, apart from the one that you've you've put yourself in for, is there a one above those levels you would love to go hit, like Kona, as an example, in Hawaii? Oh, or God, something like that? I'd
1: love to qualify for Kona. Um, absolutely love it. Um, but I think yeah i, I don 't know i 'd have to crack the iron distance first i think I'd I got my first go or i'd i'd booked my first go at it this October and i'd hoped it would go ahead um, but we 'll just have to see have to wait and see maybe I can qualify one day if I train hard
0: yeah, and it must be difficult in especially in a situation to keep your swim inside cycling you can do on indoors and outdoors running you can do indoors and outdoors and i 've seen some unique ways of uh triathletes and i i'm in keeping up their swimming some are fortunate to have a large enough paddling pool out the back where where they could tie themselves to a pole and swim um and i've seen some with some sort of they've got like rubber bands with grips on the end so they can do the the stroke actions from a doorway type thing but is that have you been able to keep up your swimming technique or practice not of any Well
1: i've looked at the paddling pool then my garden is tiny um but i read somewhere somebody sort of said well you don't really want to be getting your muscle memory into doing the wrong you do know what I mean because it's not going to be natural it's going to be a bit unnatural than yeah. whatever you're doing so i thought i don't really want to get into the habit of doing that i'd rather leave it for a bit and go back to swimming properly um but there is a couple of rivers near here which have got swimming spots so i'm I might be tempted in the summer when it warms up a bit, but we'll we'll see. Yeah,
0: because the, the, the lake that you swim in, that's a bit further and away. About 20
1: it? minutes away. So it's cyclable, uh, but it's closed at the moment.
0: That's a shame, because you could like run there, <laughs> swim, run back.
1: We'll go for a nice cheeky bike ride in the afterwards.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it'll all be what it'll all be yeah, if you have your bike sort of just before you get to your house then you can ride off. It will all be one exercise. Then, really. Maybe. Maybe I
1: can put them all off in a one.
0: As long as you don't go back into your house to change, <laughs> you can sort of link it all up. <laughs> I'm just being silly there. Now. Um, now, that's that's, that's brilliant. Um, thanks for coming on, Sarah. Uh, it's been great to catch up with you and sharing some of your some of your stories and what it's, what it's been like uh, for you um, from the start um from obviously from the start you're running all the way through to now if people would want to follow you um and read some of your stories and stuff where can they where can they Um, catch up with with um
1: dreaming of footpaths into google um it should pop up my blog um or, or or podcast or i'm mia79gbr on twitter and instagram
0: Brilliant! That's amazing. Uh, highly recommend following her. It's, it's quite funny some of the things she accidentally gets up to. Um, some of the some of the anecdotes uh, are quite good. So recommend following. Her. Thank you very much, Sarah. It's been great catching up with you, and hopefully we get to see each other again soon um, at an event. I hope uh, and not too far nice distant. To speak to you. And you. Thank bye. you very much, Sarah. Bye bye. So that was Sarah Booker um gb age group triathlete absolutely brilliant follower go find dreaming of foot uh footpaths it's brilliant uh it'll make you laugh make you smile and that's what you need at the moment we all need that it's brilliant so i hope you enjoyed this episode um i plan to carry on making some more i hope get some more guests until next time this has been if my feet could talk